Hello, listeners. Welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. It is time once again for our mid-season podcast. My name Yay. is... <laughs> Hooray! Mid-seasons. What is time anymore? My name is Vry. I'm an editor and contributor at Anime Feminist. You can find me and all the places I freelance on Twitter at WriterVry, or you can find the other podcast I co-host at TrashPod. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I am a writer and editor as well as uh, running my writing for the Daily Dot and running my own blog, Anime Feminist. Or not Anime Feminist, that's not mine. Uh, Heroinproblem.com, heroin with an E. I'm Peter Phobian. I'm a producer at Crunchyroll and a contributor and editor at Anime Feminist. You might be able to tell, listeners, that it's been a week, so I don't know how this midseason is going to go. Once again, I am standing in for D, who normally uh, oversees this mad dash through the season's shows. Uh, just as a reminder, we won't be covering sequels and carryovers. We save all of that for the season end podcast. All right. Uh, with that said, let's jump right into it. Peter, you are the. We start from the bottom of our uh, premiere guide list and work our way up. Peter, you are the only one watching um, Dumbbell, uh, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, and Copcraft. Do you have anything to update us on with those since the three episode? Uh, I don't really know if anything's changed with Copcraft. Uh, just, you know, more of the same. It's still an 80s cop movie in 2019 for some reason? Uh, yeah, basically. Really good OP, though. God, it's such a good OP. It's a very good OP. Dumbbells, basically, all the same complaints that I had originally just continue probably ad infinitum. So nothing new there. Noted. So if folks have seen our written reviews and that doesn't seem for them, it's still not for them. God, Dumbbells makes me so mad. Same. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, none of us are watching Wasteful Days of High School Girls. And Peter, you are watching uh, To the Abandoned Sacred Beasts. Yep. How's that going? They diverged from the manga, so uh, I, I so had knowledge up to, like, volume eight. Um, well, I mean, it, it your mileage may vary. They added steampunk, so if you're into steampunk, <laughs> you've got that now in the anime. Is anyone into steampunk anymore? Uh, they, we have a uh, convention in San Jose called, oh, it's some steampunk convention. God, what's it called? I forgot. Anyway, it's there. The people who are still into steampunk are really into steampunk. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. I don't know if we really addressed much about it besides just it being... I think uh, Chucky mainly discussed it being problematic from sort of like a how we should treat our war veterans perspective with PTSD mm. kind of thing. Um, at this point, they've, they've gotten to uh, like... I wouldn't call it a time skip, but um, I feel like... Uh, what's her name? Shawl is even like less agent in the anime than she is in the manga. And they do some shitty stuff where, like, she gets kidnapped and they rip off her clothes and, like, put her in a bald dress while she's hostage. Um, yeah. And uh, they've really been upping the fan service moments with, uh, God, I can't, Li Liza? Eliza? Liz? The blonde one. The, with the huge boobs? Yeah. Basically the uh, the woman from the bounty hunting show in Bop, except she is in your face all the time. That was, honestly, that was kind of what surprised me. Because, you know, I thought the first episode was okay but then people were like yeah the manga just starts off with the with this girl and she's the co-protagonist from the word go and then this other grizzled muscle man is there and i'm like wow that sounds like it would be way more fun yeah no yeah that that sounds more interesting to me it does uh i i mean i admit i'm still reading the manga because it's doing some like cool plot stuff especially now that it's gotten into like the backstory with um uh, Hank and Kane's the, the the woman from episode one, uh, like how everything came to be that way, and it's very like uh, horror western now. So mm. I'm interested in where it's going there, but I like don't know what the plan for Shaw is besides just being a perspective character while Hank beats people up, basically. Um, yeah, without giving too much away. But uh, where the series could possibly be going here could be problematic. But then again, I don't know how long the series is going to be. If it's going to be 12 episodes, it probably won't even get there. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any plan for Shaw if it's a 12-episode series. It doesn't seem like too many people are watching it. 
So, I don't know. You're the numbers guy. There's so many good shows this season. Why bother with something mediocre? Mm. It's popular. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, none of us are watching The Ones Within or Kochoki. Uh, Peter, you're the only one watching Isekai Cheek Musician and... If it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord. I hate isekai titles so much. Yep. Uh, what's going on with this? They those? really just roll off the tongue, don't yeah. they? Yeah. That's how you know a sentence of the bookworm is going to be good. Short to the point. Anyway, yeah, isekai chi magician. I was kind of enthusiastic about it for a little bit because it seemed to be separating the guy from the girl and the, mm-hmm. the elf. So the guy would always have his own solo adventure and then the girl i don't remember any of their names and the the elf girl that they meet would like team up and do other stuff which was a cool dynamic it kind of seemed to be implying that uh the girl and the elf were like an item there's a part where she has to rescue the elf girl and then princess carries her out of a clock tower go on yeah yeah i thought it was gonna go that direction but then in the very last episode um they get in this big war uh the guy's fighting people underground and the the girl and the elf are fighting people on land uh and then uh, it seems like they're gonna each side's gonna win its own war, but uh, girls like there's a surprise new enemy. Girls can't fight him. Guy shows up and saves her last minute, and just before the guy shows up, she thinks she's gonna die and thinks, "Oh, I should have told him I loved him." And I was like, "Oh, his, everything sucks." Uh, yeah, I mean, she does do more than your average female character in an isekai show, and it seems like it's kind of paying attention to her, but it is definitely falling into the trope where she is definitely his romantic interest. And he is definitely going to be beating all the bad guys while she is more of a support character. So, rest in pieces. That's a bummer, since she was kind of nominally a co-protagonist at the start. Yeah, Yeah, it keeps, like, she had a cool plan during the war thing, too. So it keeps kind of, like, teasing you that, and she does cool stuff. So, like, I mean, if if your (laughs) threshold is, like, her doing some cool stuff on her own, definitely, I think, like, exceeds that. But I don't think there's ever going to be, like, a real decisive moment where she saves the day or anything like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, like, is the one that needs help. Uh, so not a lot of back and forth there is what I'm trying to say. Bummer. How about Isekai Bunny Drop? That one I've been pleasantly surprised with. Uh, I think it was episode four that I was talking about that had the very sudden tonal shift where she, like, was assaulted by her teacher, her racist teacher. And uh, mm-hmm. the guy got her excommunicated from her church. Uh, and it seemed to handle everything well, at least from my perspective. I've been more curious about if it's going to throw me any more curveballs since then. They're going on, like, a trip now, and she's kind of... She discovered that uh, her race lives longer than humans and is sort of coping with the fact that uh, all her friends are probably going to die before uh, she does and is unhappy with that, and they're trying to discover more about her heritage and stuff. So like very like more calm and serene but still kind of a surprisingly thoughtful content and i've been told based on gonna marry her in the end though well i've been told based on the pace of the anime if it's 12 episodes it probably isn't going to get into it's going to literally pull the bunny drop where they just don't reach the problematic content and they leave it off at that so if assuming it's 12 episodes that's probably what's going to happen seems like the best case scenario for what it could do honestly yeah. Just pretend so, that doesn't exist. It could be that the anime is actually pretty decent. Just don't ever tell people that there's a light novel. My issue, my issue was that she didn't act even like slightly remotely like a child. Mm. Yeah, she's like, too uh, like a perfect little she, doll. Mm-hmm. Her her voice actress instead of like trying to sound like a child, just kind of talked into a soft, breathy voice, and that's not what children do. Um, and yeah, no, she was just sort of, yeah, she was just sort of very, like, ideal and cute. That always raises my hackles. First of all, because, like I, I, like I've said over and over, I spend a lot of time with real children. But also, like, when, um, Lolicons are like, oh, well, it's not like pedophilia. Lolis aren't like pedophilia. And they talk about what they do, like, yep. that's generally what they're describing. Just idealized. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of I- idealized innocence of childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that, so I get my, like, so this shows, like, um, the demon bunny drop, because I can't be arsed to remember the whole title, really raising my alarm bells for that. 
we'll be happy to know that she's not perfect and they establish that she's a very awful singer. So, character development. Oh, great. She has one extremely charming, quote-unquote, uh, failing. Yeah. I do think, uh, as, uh, uh, like, to be a little bit more serious about it, I, yeah, she's pretty perfect. She de- is going through some, like, character drama where she's, like, really, uh, like, kind of grasping with uh, what she is. Is that the type right word? Struggling with? Grappling, Grappling. with? That was what I was trying to say. So I don't think it's just, like, her only purpose is to be cute, but, uh, yeah, definitely she's, like, hella good at magic now, and uh, it definitely falls into that trope that you're talking about, for sure. Yeah, which I'm not saying, like, if you like it, you're a pedophile, but, like, it's, you know what I mean. Yeah, I honestly think Dale is cuter. It is interesting, though, right? Because, like, like, I think there are a lot of cases where it's just the family life is kind of idyllic and that's whatever it serves this or that plot function i think i can think of a couple manga like that and it's it's not really a big deal but like in this case you can draw an actual line of this is a dog whistle for grooming elements because he does marry her later in the source material yeah that's not good so it's just interesting uh, next on the list is something more somebody besides Peter is watching. Yeah. Caitlin, you are also watching Fire Force. Oh, yeah. Peter's tour through mediocrity has ended. Mm. Yay. Um, I, well done. I really like Fire Force. Okay, two things. I have no excuses for it. Okay. Two. I still really like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, right, fight. Yeah. <laughs> compelling argument there's not even a fight because every criticism that peter is going to make i'm going to be like i know but i still like it yeah well in in the spirit of actual discussion uh it has treated pretty much every single female character in the entire cast like shit uh or sexualized them and that's all it does has the older woman villain trope in there Oh boy, yeah, the man killer trope. Oh, uh, I can't remember what. Cool eyes, though. What's the cat girl's name? Tamaki. Oh, yeah, she's introduced getting groped by the main character accidentally and then blames it on herself. Maki's. Like, his hands go, like, inside yeah. her. In her bikini too. top like, and in her pants. That's somehow. the part that gets me yeah. is it's not just like, oh no, I fell down and my hand has landed on her butt. So this is semi kind of plausible because that has happened to me in real life yeah. not guys doing it to me but to me doing it to guys um but like his he's just like do to do oh no my hands are inside this girl's pants yep. how did that happen it was the lucky lecture lure it's so gross yep um on a personal note i find the writing and directing to kind of just be all over the place i don't it seems like like i can't you know how, like, a moment will have a bunch of stuff that builds up excitement in it. It kind of seems like it's always faltering either in writing or, like, with these weird static pauses where the music stops and the characters stop talking or it, like, cuts to a wide angle and you're like, why are they doing this? I just feel it's very Yeah, dissonant. no, I agree. The The direction is, is kind of hinky, yeah. especially, like, during dialogue. Like, it, it cuts to, like, close-ups of their faces and stuff. Yeah. But the action one is good, is so good. Like, the fire effects are super cool, and Shinra, like, breakdancing <laughs> while fighting is really great. I think that the animation's top-notch, but the way it's directed is kind of really awkward. Like, when he's fighting the eye patch guy, there will be, like, a 20-second segment of, like, this breakdancing fire sakuga, and then they both pause for no reason, and, like, maybe they'll say something, maybe they won't. And then the fight continues, and it happened, like, seven times. So I was like, mm-hmm. are you guys actually fighting? You're, there's no, like, kind of, you know how sometimes fights are, like, supposed to mirror, mirror what they're also discussing. So, like, there's kind of, like, a combined narrative going forward at, like, whoever is going to control the scene or whatever. It, like, wasn't doing that either. I was just like, why do they keep pausing? The fight just keeps stopping and then starting again. So, like, but, yeah, the animation itself is really cool. No, no argument with there. It's it's amazing animation. Um, I really like I really like Maki. I think Maki's super fun. Yeah. Um, and super adorable. Even if Arthur, I also, despite myself, I really really like Arthur. Even though he's terrible, he's just so stupid. He's a Sanji. Oh my gosh, he's such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, in a really funny way, but like I really enjoy Maki. 
Um, the sounds that she made when the lieutenant, whose name I can never remember, like put out her little fire spirit were so sad and so adorable. And she's got amazing arms. And I just, I have no, like I said, I have no excuses for this show. All of the parts that are bad, like done poorly are like, I totally agree. But, um... I just have a lot of fun while I'm watching it. Mm. And the theme song is a banger. Yeah. The opening Inferno. Total jam. Yeah, they're I, I think the characters are definitely like soul eater stupid, uh, in that charming way. And I mm-hmm. I really like Maki in a vacuum, just like not how the series treats her right. So I agree, like yeah. the characters all have good stuff going for them. It's just like the dynamic that they're put in sucks. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a bummer for me to hear as like somebody who really enjoyed the soul eater anime once it got going that this one did not change the sleazy elements that the mangaka is fond of because yeah like i agree dude does action well and like in a really entertaining and he does action and atmosphere and world building really well the world building is really interesting i really want to know what's going on in this universe i heard uh that I only watched some of the Soul Eater anime, which I heard departed from the manga, um, but I've heard that, like, Okubo's maybe the horniest shonen writer out there when it comes to, like, uh, sprawling action series, so. Someone someone on my Twitter timeline was like, oh man, I just finished an anime series, and then when I went to read the manga, it was just teen girl panties everywhere. I'm like, oh, you watched Soul Eater. Okay, so the, the anime definitely did, like, kind of... Focus yeah. on the good parts of Okubo's work. Uh, speaking of, anything else you guys wanted to add about uh, Fire Force? I'm good. Fire Force, Fire Force. <laughs> I'm gonna watch some Fire Force. <laughs> good for All you, right. Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, let's move on to the first Shonen Jump adaptation I've watched, honestly, since Soul Eater, Dr. Stone, which we are all watching. Oh, yeah. I think my bar has been lowered by the fact that I haven't watched a jump anime in so long, but I'm having fun. I feel like a lot of what this show is trucking on right now, and people keep saying, look, I assume that what they're talking about is what the show just started with the last episode, the village arc. Look, if you don't like it by this point, it's just not going to be for you. And I'm hoping they're right, because I've had, it's been pleasant enough clipping through the last couple episodes, but I feel like it's really gliding on its enthusiastic its enthusiasm for science which is very cute and charming and like nice to see but also that's not going to sustain the show forever yeah this the next episode should be when it really starts taking off like because the the village is when like the big conflict is set up and you start getting like kind of uh technological development since there's like a static location that he's working out of because you know he like built stuff and then he lost it because they ran away from tsukasa so now it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a consistent growth and you kind of get to see i think the authors uh what they're trying to convey in regards to how like any sort of scientific development creates a bunch of like cascades that can benefit everyone that maybe aren't even necessarily related to like the the main goal or the ideal of the Mm -hmm. the project so kind of like how science lifts everybody up yeah i am kind of uh, I don't even know if disappointed is the right word because I'm not invet- I'm not invested enough to be disappointed if I'm honest, but I feel like the show is sort of pulling its punches in a way that I think it could have gone deeper because like Tsukasa, Tsukasa is right in a lot of ways. Tsukasa. Yes, Tsukasa is yes, pu- not wrong. Yeah, like in, in a lot of ways At he's first. like, commu- like, yes, communism good, except that he's also- He's not a communist. He, yeah, no, he's not. He's uh, it, it. It came across at first that he was. No, and, he like, just I think hates it would, adults, and, and he's afraid of and them. His, mm-hmm. Right. Well, it it ended up being something so much less interesting, right? Like Sukasa talking about how like people who who are in power, who hold, who who own like the property, basically, are exploitative and corrupted and like it's like yeah 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 he's not wrong 
capitalism sure yeah, does I suck. think it might have behooved the narrative to hold on to its cards of Tsukasa being sort of blatantly militaristic and only like only the strong survive a little bit longer because it just throws that out so quickly and I it's not like it needed to because you know you have a smart enough character who could have figured that out while hiding it from the audience a little bit and on the other side you know you've got this on the I really like that this is a that this is a series that's encouraging kids to be excited about science I think that's amazing I'm I am wondering like, it's very convenient that it's gone back to this stone world where science can just be cool and we don't have to worry about things like ethics and science. Right. Okay. Here's my... Because, yeah, here's my issue. It is... Senku wanting to go back to the status quo is really frustrating to me. And, like, I know it's like, oh, it's not that deep. They didn't think that much about it. It's like, well, they should have. Because, like, Tsukasa being like, or not Tsukasa, Senku being like, yeah, I want to rebuild the world exactly how it was, is disappointing. You have a chance to start fresh. Why not build something better? You know, why not try to build a more equitable society, which is what it seemed like Tsukasa wanted. And then Tsukasa went off the rails and turned out to be a mass murderer who just hates all adults. So... You know, it's, it is, I understand that the point is like, yay, science, cool. But I really wish that it would have interrogated, in, interrogated the status quo more than it is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't want to throw too many spoilers in. There is like a discussion about, I mean, because really, like, I don't think Senku has actually mentioned capitalism at all. I don't think he's thought about it at all. Uh, when he was talking about bringing things back, he he's like purely talking about like all the technological development that's happened in the past two right. millennia. I'm going to achieve again, and I think as far as like politics or something that he he doesn't care about, he's apolitical. He just cares about science. Um, and while that is kind of like you should be concerned about who has control of all this kind of stuff, um, I think that does sort of come up um, actually within the past like 20 chapters of the manga. Um, like like super current where that those sort of subjects are being reintroduced yeah that was my question because like I buy that Senku hasn't thought about these kinds of things what I want to know is whether the story has thought about these kinds of things you know because mm-hmm. there there is the whole branch of scientists uh, it went real bad in the mid 20th century I don't know if you know people who were like science is a pure pursuit in its own right and should be free from ethical considerations and that got us a lot of really bad things senku's a tech bro he doesn't care about politics he just cares about technology he's definitely kind of a sociopath uh i do think like the other thing about the village is it introduced this entire cast who are very they're kind of like the uh, what do you call it the moral compass i guess because all of them are basically cavemen except for chrome uh, and they are very focused on how science can help them or what's good for the tribe or how to keep people safe or yeah, th- those sort of subjects. So whereas Senku's just like, okay, this need has come up, so I'm going to implement this sort of technology. I think they're the ones who are kind of like looking at it from a different perspective of like, is this really dangerous or how does it help us? That kind of thing. I was kind of charmed by the scene of uh, Senku nerding out with Chrome because I think the danger this show is constantly flirting with is turning Senku into uh, Stephen Moffat's Sherlock, yeah. where he's just this asshole that everybody that we're told to be impressed by constantly, but he's the worst. Hmm. Uh, actually, I, <laughs> Senku says he considers Chrome to be more of a scientist than he is because Senku's basically just rebuilding everything with knowledge that he's been given. He's standing on the, the shoulders of giants or whatever, but Chrome has individually of his own volition thought about things, like, gathered resources, tried out different things, and come up with solutions. So everything Chrome comes, like, comes up with is from his own mind rather than from, like, rote, memorized knowledge that Senku's working with. Yeah, no, like, like I said, I, I liked it. I thought it was nice. I can't say I'm shonen still doing shonen about the female characters, huh? Uh, yeah, the designs are very... Boichi. I think that the the female the cast designs is are better good. than the manga, but yeah. there's only so much you can do without just completely redesigning them. I, I just had a big old eye, and again, 
because it's been a while, so I'm no longer inured to these things. I just had a big old eye roll when Kohaku came on and is immediately put out by the by by being called a lioness, which isn't even an insult. She's just she's just strong. But like the fact that people are impugning her femininity when she's wearing a mini dress and has like femme hair. I don't. Yeah, I'm tired. Like I like her and I like Yuzuriha. Honestly, I think she's charming. <laughs> yeah, she's cute. She's sweet. Yeah, this this sure is a shonen. I'm not sure how long it'll take me until I get bored of it uh, and can't keep up anymore if it goes on for a hundred episodes, but I'm having fun so far. I definitely agree that this arc is the decider as to whether you're going to stick with the series or not. All right. Look forward to that then at the season retrospective. Yep. We can all fight about it and care a whole bunch. Mm. <laughs> uh, none of us are watching Ari Furetta. Is anybody still watching Ari Furetta? Nope. Didn't even start. Uh, or restage. So how's so? Let's spare a moment for mom Isekai, uh, aka. Do you love your mom and her multi two hit multi target attacks? That's it. You got it. Yeah, Peter. Do you love your mom and her two hit multi target attacks? Uh, my mom or the anime? Your mom. Oh, my mom's great, and her attacks are very strong. <laughs> Glad that strong. we've established that. The uh, the anime's like. It's just a downward spiral of problematic content. I yeah. I think it's episode two where you think, wait, is this series actually really clever? Um, and then you, I think in the second half of the same episode, you realize, no, no, it's not clever. It's not satire on the thing because it's actively participating in. So it's doing that thing where it's like saying, hey, we're genre aware, but we're still going to do all the same things. So it really is irrelevant that we're genre aware because we're just also the genre. Also, it just has some really shitty subplots now. Like, uh, they introduce Wise, who is basically a direct reference to, uh, oh my god, what's that Slayer's character? Short one, blows things up. I can't believe Lena? I forgot her name. Yeah, Lena Inverse. Um, and they introduce her mom later on, who, uh, let's see if I can get everything right. So, she was addicted to going to host clubs had wise it's kind of implied that she might not even be her dad's daughter um she might just be the daughter of some host club guy her mom named her after that host club guy she's got she had her name's like it's like a male name which is why she wants to go by wise because she hates her name uh then her mom thought having a kid was a lot of trouble so she abandoned her and her father then randomly comes back to her life at like 14 and says they should be a good mother-daughter combo and throws her into the isekai and uh, then they get in lots of fights. Her mom gets bored, realizes there's lots of men with abs in this isekai world, and just sort of becomes a dominatrix who moves around on a throne of muscly men. The narrative of this plot is that even past all that, she's still your biological mother, and therefore there's no one that can replace her. Uh, so Wise had explicitly Oof. said that she's like, oh, I like Mamako, I wish you were my mom. Uh, but the message there is, I can't possibly be your mom because I didn't give birth to you. So there's no found family. There's only your biological family. And she has to make up with her own mom, which s- sucks. Woof. Sucks a lot. Yeah. yeah. So even like outside all of just like it being a pure kind of incestuous fan service anime, like uh, even its subplots around motherhood itself are just really shitty like i was more upset by that than personally i don't like it your mileage may vary but like i was like this fan service sucks oh this plot really really sucks i feel so bad for wise yeah fucking yikes man that's a real twofer too because you have you have to you have to it's love a your... real two hit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boo <laughs> It's like you have, you must embrace your biological family and severing ties and finding found family isn't possible. But you also have, we need to shame this adult woman for being, like, sexually active. I, it's, it's She's a real caricature, yeah. I did think it was funny, though, that uh, the plot resolves with them making up and realizing that they are, in fact, family and nothing can replace that. And then her mom decides to log off and let Wise continue playing the game for a while with her friends. And uh, so her mom logs off, and then the same day, a new episode of Fire Force comes out where another woman walking around on a <laughs> throne made of men's abs uh, appears. So my headcanon is that it's same universe. Headcanon accepted. Shinra's brother and mother are actually Mamako and whatever the hell her son's name. I don't even know what his name is. Uh, they left to go to the Isekai, and Shinra has to stay behind and fight fires. 
All right. It's a shame because people were so jazzed about that first episode. Yeah, the first episode was so was so wholesome and so cute and then the second episode came out and i didn't watch it right away and word of mouth just sort of was like nope. yeah oh the first half though you're just like wow wait this is smart what's it doing and then it throws it right in your face uh so maybe watch the first half of the second episode to i don't know get your hopes up about nothing but i thought the, the first half of the second <laughs> episode was really crush your spirit yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good sell right oh yeah all right, uh, so none of us are watching Demon Lord Retry. Demon Girl Next Door is kind of, it sounds like it continues to be sort of low-key cute, but I haven't had time, so unfortunately that fell by the wayside. Bem, I don't even know what's going on with that. <laughs> Astro Lost in Space, go. Go. I'm behind. Peter, right. go. I really loved the manga Astro Lost in Space. I think the anime adaptation is okay. I don't think they're doing anything particularly cool with it, like animation-wise. The pacing feels a little slow, so I can I would understand if like people just sort of dropped off on it. But the story itself is really interesting and has a great payoff. I can't really say there's too much pro like I don't is there any really problematic stuff? There are some like like you know kind of like female and male role type thing. Like the the main guy is usually the one rescuing a girl mm-hmm. um i love that dangerous boy though yeah. oh uh the, the, <laughs> the he's got a gun yeah what what have you got there a gun yeah he's a he's a funny chuny goth kid but um i do think all the kid like every single one of the kids male and female have a pretty interesting backstory and like relationship dynamics that they build with one another and there's like a collective payoff at the end that is really good so you're saying I should just wait and read the manga? I mean, you can, I think, read all of the manga right now on the Shonen Jump app for one ninety nine a month. In fact, I think it was free on Viz's website. They they never, it was free digitally all the whole time. Like, I started reading it because it was free on Viz's website. No, we are not paid by Viz. Yeah, you are. I mean, legit, like, I think uh, Lost Thief was tweeting about it, and I checked it out, and I'm like, oh, wait, this is like 80 chapters, and they're all available and free. So I read them all. Uh, and then the Shonen Jump app came out, and I thought, oh, I'll catch up. It's been a couple months, and it turned out there was only, like, ten more chapters because it's, a, like, a 90-chapter series, and then it just ends. There's a oh, it's a full story. That's a good length for me. Yeah. It's brutal out there for Jump series. Yeah. but uh, It is hard to make it, especially if you're doing something different. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, I, I think that uh, I'm not the, the person to have a great perspective on this, but they do have an intersex character. Yeah, I really wanted to try and catch up on this one for today just because I've heard a lot about Luca before the show even started. Mm-hmm. And but I didn't I didn't make it. I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it yeah, it seems like the consent I haven't seen any actual intersex perspectives mm-hmm. on Luca. Um the consensus seems to be not my lane, but seems good. Yeah, I've, I've heard the, some good things and bad things. Uh, but again, I am not the person to really maybe be discussing it. Just what I've heard is that, uh, I mean, like, from what I saw myself, it, the, the character is very kind of um, very forward with their status and being unashamed about it. Um, and then the rest of the cast is very accepting. Uh, but they do kind of describe a lot of things as coming from a like male or female perspective within them. So, like, mm. this is the male half of my oh. brain or the female half of my brain or something like that, which kind of sucks. Boo. Yeah. Um, that may... So mixed bag. I, from what I've heard, that is also sort of a Japanese cultural thing, though. Uh, yeah, there is kind of a a thing in the trans uh, Japan's trans community where they, they do use language of, you know, I used to be a boy, I used to be a girl for someone if they've transitioned. So that's kind of... that That is kind of where the community language is but i also don't know how much that's just manga's problem with gender essentialism which is kind of its own distinct thing that shows up a lot more in shoujo god woof shoujo yeah so again yeah reinforcing not expert not my lane but i've i've heard encouraging things from people who do know more about the subject and also a few problematic aspects it sounds like it's leagues better than what Shonen usually has, like Shonen in particular. Yeah, probably better than most Shonen, but we can uh, maybe touch back on it. It sounds season. better than Krona, which was my last bar. Uh, yeah, probably, probably beaten Krona. It's fine. They might be related. They both have, 
that they're both tiny small children with lavender hair that let's face it i'll probably adopt <laughs> eager to hear your thoughts on it though right yeah yeah definitely at least i want to read the manga it's been on my list forever yeah uh i think this is going to make for some meaty discussion so let's get into it uh oh maidens in your savage season mario kata oh boy oh my god oh i'm actually i am actually loving this series okay you go first caitlin it is hilarious uh it is awkward uh momo is just the gayest thing Momoko is so good. Uh, <laughs> My oh, baby. Momoko. Should I, do you want me to like talk about what's going on with it? And... Uh, yeah, yeah, just go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and... yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm rusty on these podcasts. So like all of these girls have been sort of figuring, stumbling around trying to figure out their own relationships to sex. Um... Kazusa likes Izumi. Nina was groomed by a pedophile as a child. Hongo is having a very bad thing going on with her teacher. Um, where it he is it's, the worst. It's confusing. And should be fired. Yes, yes. If anyone finds out, he is definitely dead meat. Um she is kind of turned on like she is she is turned on by the like the sneaking around and stuff but he is like talks about how much he hates high school girls um and it goes back and forth between feeling like he is uncomfortable with it but she's kind of um forcing the issue because she's threatening to blackmail him and it sometimes it feels like he is genuinely preying on her so it's hard to be sure where that's shaking out. Because it's Mario um, Kata and her stuff is messy. Yeah, which, you know what, it's fine. Like, I'm fine with this series being messy. Um, it's super messy, like, because it is a messy period. A narrative like this should be messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now saying, like, at any point, for anything saying, like, oh, well, it's doing this thing wrong feels like I'm asking for it to be more of a morality play which is not like what you go to mario kata for mm. um and anyway but i haven't covered um sonozaki who has a boyfriend now and it's very cute and probably definitely the most like normal high school relationship sort of stuff but she's also very like feeling very awkward about spending time with him but at the same time it's very cute yeah i feel like uh sonozaki and momoko are um or momoko oh yes and momoko is extremely gay she's so gay and in love with nina and like specifically sonozaki and momoko are so true to uh, a friend of mine's and my uh high school experiences like i definitely had a sonozaki friend who was very studious and focused and then was the first one to get a boyfriend who she later married oh are they happy together they are they are still together oh but yeah i don't okada stuff is tough for me because i feel like i don't i don't need her stuff to be a morality play necessarily but she has this tendency you talked about it, I don't know if on the site or just in the Slack with Hisomasa, where she put all this really convincing workplace sexism on display and then just didn't do anything with it. She, she like, has a tendency to replicate things without in a way that is very true, but in, that can then be very upsetting because, you know, fiction is a place to have a catharsis about these things that are upsetting right. in real she life. Does, she doesn't inter- interrogate it. Yeah. Like, so much of Hongo's plot and Nina... I I think Nina's plot knows what's up more, but especially with Hongo's plot. I don't know where it's going, and that can make the viewing experience sort of upsetting sometimes. Because I think there is... I feel like in the last few years, there's been this spate of stories in anime and manga that it's like, did y'all just discover Woody Allen films or what? Because day-to-day, day-to-day, 
or dead demon destruction um also has this thing of of a high school girl who is quote unquote push you know throwing herself at a high school teacher who's a total creep and then you had after the rain as well yeah it's like so long as they act resistant to the idea then like they're they're doing on to me yeah it's like uh you never just see any of them say no especially in a way that's not just like oh wait you're just a high school girl or it's like maybe you could like yeah. tell her why it's a problem instead of like demeaning her that's a great strategy to go way back like i really like how mason Nikoku handled that exact plot 30 years ago mm-hmm. more than 30 years ago well, about 30 years ago where good i be did some student teaching at a high school and one of the girls decided she was gonna throw himself herself at him and his principal was like this is an all-girls school. They don't spend a lot of time around men. They get really worked up by student teachers. You are the adult here. Mm-hmm. Be the adult. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also one of those things where like, it's not that, you know, students don't get crushes on teachers all the time. I certainly did. But it's it's the framing of it as as though the teenager has agency when really that's... It has all the power out in it. Yeah. When, like like you said... It's super unclear at this point whether he's just uncomfortable and and when he's just like very evidently grooming her with these suggestions in an upsetting way. And he, he even says outright, I know this is stuff that will keep me out of trouble with the police because he's just telling her to do stuff. He's not touching her. These stories are so pervasive, too. Like, I, I it, part of it, like, was going into this anime, I just felt like I, this this same plot was running in like two or three different things that I'm following and I'm just exhausted. I don't want to see like another one, much less like two subplots like that in the same anime. Like I, it's not really, uh, Oh Maiden's fault that I happened that like two other things coming out concurrently or like that. But, um, it's just like, why is this? All my darling daughters did it too. Yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah. That was like the one week story in that. So like, I, I totally get this idea of, wanting i even get the idea of like wanting a place to to play out that fantasy of of falling for somebody older and ah but secretly the the agency is with me all along but i don't i don't think this kind of story that's so raw and grounded in so many ways is a good place for it i i think this is a story that needs to interrogate that kind of thing i don't need it to be moralistic necessarily but like i need it to understand that this is wrong even if not everybody goes to jail and faces punishment. Like the scene in episode six where, where what's his face, the pedo who's been grooming Nina basically pushes her into confessing to Izumi by being the worst. That scene is upsetting and I feel like it's on purpose. Yeah. It's that one's definitely supposed to be upsetting. It's really funny. Like when the first thing with, uh, first stuff with, um, Yamagishi sensei, Milo Sensei mm-hmm. was like when I when it was not becoming clear like we were I was discussing with Jared about um what he exactly we thought he was doing Jared's like no 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 he's doing exactly the right thing he sees her and he turns around and he gets the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah um he, and he was he was trying to he was saying that when he started talking about like oh uh I hate high school girls he's like well, I think he's trying to push her away, but we haven't watched the episode since he started doing the really creepy stuff together. So it'll be interesting to see how he reacts. Yeah, I think. Hopefully he's not listening in the other room. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. Okay. Well, we got to move on to our last four shows, but I think there's definitely going to be some meat to talk about on this one in particular. Yeah, a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. <laughs> on that series about boning. <laughs> Honestly, there's enough in this for an entire retrospective if people want it we should, uh, eh? we should eh? do it. yeah 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 in the meantime how about them vikings though you are both watching vinland saga yep yes how's it it's going good yeah pretty it's, good it's going really it's going well it's really sad right now mm. uh thor thor's thorfinn's stowed away on uh thor's ship thor's got killed Thorfinn like followed around the Vikings that killed Thor's for a long time and like barely survived and now he's like 
fighting with them. And he's angry. He's like 13 and he's angry and he's a child soldier and it's sad. He's like Gun Kid from Astro Lost in Space. Except he gets a whole series about him and he's got knives. He's got a knife. He's got a knife. Yeah. I think. <laughs> what do you have? What do you have there, buddy? Yeah. Thorfinn. Uh, I. A knife! Hell yeah! I think it's pretty good. I really love the um, soundtrack. And some of the environmental art has been really amazing. I am really put off by the fact that they skipped the cold open in the manga, though, because I feel like that really kind of gets you into, like, the action of the series. And then they... What's the cold open in the manga? Um, there is a... You, you have, like, no context, right? Uh, there They mm-hmm. show um, the Viking group being hired by I don't know who um, to take out this... Um, fortress that's in a lake and there's only like there's a land bridge to the fortress it's a locked lake so there's no boats in the lake so nobody can attack them from sea so they only have to guard against this land bridge and they hire these vikings to take it out um and the way the vikings do it is they carry their boat over a mountain drop it into the lake and then attack them at sea while the other army's coming at them from land um and then thorfinn kills the general and gets to duel the leader um and the leader beats him again and Thorfinn seems really upset, and then it jumps to the background where you get all this context of, like, who these guys are and why this kid wants to kill his leader so much, right? Um, and it's, like, some, like, cool Viking action and a really cool idea for, like, a set-piece fight, um, which I felt would have, I don't know, done more to pull people into the story. Sacred Beast actually did the same thing, where it jumps right into the backstory rather than doing the cold open, where, like, literally the first scene is... Hank's eating dinner in an inn, then uh, Shaw busts in, like, kicks down the door and shoots him five times in the chest. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? Uh, but instead sounds they, way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the first thing is her just fucking, like, just, like, ganking this guy. But, uh, yeah, it, both anime, I feel, to their own detriment, dropped these cold opens in, and instead just went into these extended backstories. I think Vinland Saga released three episodes all at once, though. Yeah, um, they did. But that's still kind of, like, even if you can do it all in one stretch, I still feel like that's a really long amount of time to, like, try to get into this anime without, like, the most exciting entrance or introduction. Um, this is just my my personal quibble, though. I think other than that, it's been very true to the manga. It's not really deviating much. It's just a very solid production. And again, really amazing music. Still doing that whole toxic masculinity thing? Um, I think, actually, Vinland Saga, I think, really tries to address it. Uh, like, I think, yeah. it, like, right from the beginning, it's sort of framed as the main character's struggle because his father, uh, and it also is like war and slavery are bad. Uh, I think the main character, he, he wants to be a Viking warrior, and his dad's basically like, no, all of that sucks. <laughs> that idea sucks. And he's like, why do you need a weapon? He's like, to kill my enemies. He got, and, like, the, the, the kind of like the... What's that thing Chuck Palahniuk said? You don't have any enemies. Yeah, the rhyme or whatever is, uh, yeah, uh, no one in the world is your enemy, uh, is kind of like the repeated line over the course of the series. And I think the series is about him coming to understand his father's words eventually after <laughs> doing a bunch of awful shit and seeking revenge for his father's death. Uh, it seems like the idea, kind of like um, Vagabond, um, is kind of like letting go of that kind of stuff. And sort of like living your best life, you know. Yeah, it's not. It, there's not a ton of that right now, no. but they did a really good job with the setup in the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, "Ah, this kid is killing all these people in cool ways," it definitely. It's not a. It doesn't feel like a wow, cool, cool robot sort of situation. It's like listen to your Should? fucking father situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It is this child has been caught up in this situation, and it's incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Um that he is that he is in this position and that he is basically being forced to fight this way to survive um and now he doesn't really know how to live any other way cuz he's been doing it for most of his life at this point yeah i'm uh, um, also interested in his sister I, I haven't read much of the manga yet although i got like the 15 omnibus humble bundle deal so i want to kind of dig into that um but his sister's like i think it will continue to follow her as well back home um, might take a bad direction. She seems cool. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, so hopefully it'll kind of like go back to the ranch every now and again too. 
She's also uh, also superhumanly strong like their dad is. So I don't know if that's going to become relevant. That part was really heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, like, working um, all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, like, working to keep herself from feeling. Um, That just broke my goddamn heart. Yeah. I, like, started crying when, like, she finally had to stop and she started to cry. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. So if it follows both kids, that'll be a really awesome turn of events as well. Rock on. Yeah, it sounds like a good series, just another one for the list. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds like a nice one if you're looking for, like, a big, sweeping, epic action series. Which is, you know. It's good. Studio Wit, too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is where they're throwing a lot of their resources now that uh, Attack on Titan's on hiatus again. So nice. Studio Wit. Yeah. They do a good. Yeah. All right, let's move into our top three. Granbelm, the Magical Girls and Giant Robot series. Yeah. I want to watch it, but I haven't. The kind of Star Driver, kind of Madoka, kind of fate anime with Chibi Mix. You said that it had been kind of disappointing lately, though, right? I'm curious why. I'm not... It's not that I don't like it. Like, I'm still enjoying the series, but I've... Everybody's been, like, completely shaken, I think, by the stuff with... with, uh, Anna's recent subplot and I don't know it's just not world shaking for me because it feels like it feels like a lot of what it wants me to feel is held back by the fact that her voice actor has just been instructed to scream exponentially more in in each subsequent appearance and that counts as emotion like, I think the flashback sequ- sequences with her and Shingetsu are nice. Um, and I feel like when the show quiets down like that, um, those are its best moments. But I think it gets a little bit... Uh, I-, I mean, the trade-off for this is that for once the show has... Its fight sequences are a lot more interesting than they've been. But I also think it traded a lot of the potential emotive, like, feeling... Uh, the, the, the sort of payoff emotionally by just having her yell more and harder. She's a caricature so much so that I can't really connect with it in the way that the story clearly wants me to. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of bumming me out because I like the germ of where Anna's character is coming from. She kind of reminds me of Nanami a little bit. Yeah, same. She, so it's like she's absolutely being unreasonable um, but mm-hmm. like you, her... Her pain is very sympathetic. Right, until you get into like episode seven and it's just, oh, okay, this is this is just lurid Yandere screaming now. This is nothing. This is this is not a believable character exca- escalation. This is just she needs to not stop because the pace of the epi- of the fight needs her to not stop and for it to be a little bit more brutal each time she doesn't. And I it it made it left me cold. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I expected more stuff to happen with her, but they, they were very clearly ending her arc so they can get into, uh, what's her name, Suisha's stuff with the, the hearing girl. Spooky blue hair girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they're definitely like, I, she's the, the real villain and Anna was like mm-hmm. her pawn, uh, was like the whole idea. And she was manipulating right. her into this, you know, like at least partially. So um, I, I guess there's, there's still possibly some conclusions that could be met with Anna. I know I noticed they distinctly had her mother be alive in a hospital bed. So yeah, this show really doesn't want to kill anybody, which honestly I approve of. Uh, I said in the three episode uh, write up that this feels like a magical girl. That was my, that was my fear. Yeah. 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 But like it it actually feels like it wants teenage girls to watch it as opposed to jaded otaku in their 30s. Mm. Yeah, I I think I like literally tweeted if this turns into MGRP, I'm dropping it. But uh, so far, it Mm -hmm. seems pretty good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like it's popular one in the discord. Uh huh. It's fun. It it is a fun show. And I think my favorite moments of it are are the quieter character moments. So I so when Anna's uh, conclusion went full bombast shonen like rival spat it was just it felt way outside the wheelhouse of what the show has been successful at so far what about the scene with her sister right before she goes to grand Bellum? i i liked that one like i i i thought that that was one of the better moments because yeah those are 
I think it's one of those plots that's going to it trades a lot on the surprise value and it's not going to hold up as well when you know what's coming yeah it's it's very well directed too the environments are like crazy good and i like i remember Mm -hmm. during that scene where she's talking to her sister which she said is the only thing that can give me a sense of happiness and it shows like the front shot and you see the blood moon like like taking Mm -hmm. up the entire screen rising behind her i was like damn this is really good yeah, it's a pretty visually stunning series. Yeah. So, like, I'm having a good time watching it. Even when I was kind of emotionally out of it, I was never in danger of dropping it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think uh, definitely curious is to, like, see where they're going with all this now that the the first half with Anna's finished. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, but just going to... That's kind of all I have to say about that one. Yeah. I like it. Same. Let's do robots. A lot. Um, I actually want to switch the last two around because I want to end on a happy note. Okay. Uh, so let's do Ensemble Stars first. I got five episodes in and sort of ended up tentatively dropping it because episode four is the end of the first arc and... I was just getting bored. It reached this, um, because when I was watching the second episode, I was like, oh man, this show might secretly be kind of smart. It's doing this thing where, you know, the the scrappy upstarts who are being passed over by this grueling machine are being drawn in traditional animation, 2D, whereas the uh, sort of soulless, corporatized uh, Stuco unit is is using the uh, CG modeled uh dance units that you know a lot of idle anime need to use because it's a budget saver and i thought wow that's really interesting this might be smart and then it hit episode four and during the big triumphant uh trick star number it also puts them on the idle rigs i'm like oh this show isn't actually that smart it doesn't have like i think it has a lot of good ideas but it doesn't have either the capability or just the forethought to follow through on them and that made me kind of sad. And it was getting to this point of, all right, we're supposed to be settling into plots with other characters, but I'm just not invested. You haven't invested me enough in the drama and the comedic moments have kind of sunk by the wayside. So I got to episode five and I just wasn't feeling it. So I dropped it. That's a bummer. Jim. It kind of kind of reminds me of what I was feeling with Sanrio Boys, which also had, like, all these really interesting ideas in its first couple episodes, and then just sort of cruised on into being a cute boys do things show in the middle. Yeah, like, for the first three episodes, everybody was talking, like, people, you need to watch this, and then just nothing. Absolute silence Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, same deal. It's a bummer. But you know what's not is Given, the BL anime adaptation that hasn't disappointed me yet. Yay, Given. I caught up with Given just for this. Yay. Me too. <laughs> it's the only episode that I'm watching with my wife, so. It's it's just very sweet. Mm-hmm. I really like what a slow burn it is. Like, that's not... BL so often follows the conventions of romance novels, which isn't a bad thing, except for the ways that it kind of tends to use assault as a shortcut to get to those moments. But like where you have the couple sort of get together physically really early on. So the audience mm-hmm. has that in their minds. And then they then, have, yeah. But then they have to have the emotional part. Right. Later. Yeah. But this is completely different from that. I'm glad they gave Mafuyu a scene talking to some of his old friends. Mm-hmm. Because it made him feel a little bit less like a lost puppy. Yeah. Or like a person who's just very, very sad and very depressed. Um, I, I'm really like how the character, there, there's not, maybe Ritsuka, we don't know yet, but other, mostly the characters know that they are attracted to guys. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no big like gay panic moments. Except, like I said, maybe Ritsuka in this latest episode. He's finally realized he has a jealousy. Uh, Haru, gay disaster. Mm-hmm. Mafuyu, gay disaster. Sad gay disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akihiko, functional bi. Akihiko like, is a trash man. I'm prepared to make this statement. He's a trash man. Yes. He, all I'm saying is he knows exactly what he is doing. By going over to uh, Haruki's house like that. Oh, I happened to be drunk and brought my bike again. 
I'm just gonna fall asleep on your bed. And also, I'm already dating somebody. But I, like, you're a trash man, sir. He's a slut. Trash. <laughs> trash leading somebody on when you're already taken. Is he dating someone? Yeah, he went home and there's a dude in his bed. Uh, oh. The dark-haired guy who's the violinist. I'm not sure if I know something that's not been established yet. It's not that mm. bad. Mm. Still pretty bad. Like, if it, if, if it were me, I'd still be upset, but it's less morally ambiguous, I think. Or more ambiguous, mm. less outright bad. Yeah. Um, the part where Haru, though, has to, like, is like, here, just hold on a second. And he just has to sort of <laughs> sit down on the floor for a moment. Yeah. That guy's got a face. That, uh, I can't handle this face. Yeah. Yeah, this is... And I mean, I... I have to look up the screenwriter name now so I can give her proper credit. But uh, Yuniko Ayana, like, she was so good on the first half of Flip Flappers. I... I was just really excited to see what she would do with this. And it has that same kind of what I think might be a talent of hers, which is that just that really quiet, emotionally charged character driven writing. And mm-hmm. it's so good. And we don't know how it's going to shake out. It's an ongoing manga and BL as a genre has problems that are worth being cautious of. But I don't think bloom into you is an unfair comparison. If we're talking about recent grounded queer anime you know it's it's different in that that series was about societal expectations and this kind of seems to exist in a universe where mostly struggling with your sexuality isn't a thing although i i wish that they didn't include they didn't have to include the jealous girl character i hate that in bl but mostly i think it's really good stuff um and if you've kind of been holding back because you've been burned before I think it's safe enough to say that this is at the, going to, it's probably not going to get further there in, in their relationship at this pace than, than, than a confession. <laughs> it's going very slowly. Well, I, I think that should be preferable, right? Because I've heard certain things about recent chapters, which fall into. I think the, but I think the impression I get is that that's with uh, Haru and Akihiko, not with, uh, not with the main boys. Uh, you mean between them it happens? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's still not great, though. Oh, no, it's yeah. still not a great, but that's, you know, things hurt secondhand, grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, But sure. still. Yeah, there there has been word that a more recent chapter of the manga kind of gets into dubious consent issues that are mm-hmm. not amazing. But it seems yeah. like it's it's very leaning into this kind of pure, grounded romance for, uh, for the main relationship, which is nice. Yeah, well, we'll have another one where we see just how far the story goes then. <laughs> right. At the end of season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely got that feeling that, that you see a lot in romance manga where you have, you know, the two different couples that are meant to play to two different audience expectations. Oh, yeah. Where you've got this this sort of very sweet puppy love relationship, and then you've got these the the older spicier adult relationship, the trashy soap opera where, where they where they where they fuck, uh huh, <laughs> <laughs> where they fuck, yeah. yeah, no, it's and also just on a technical level, it's maybe one of the series I'm most impressed with with this season. Like it's it's really beautiful in its use of it light and color. Cool. And I'm not usually a huge music anime person, but it it really sells the emotional aspect of of that for this show yeah it's good it's good and i like it any final thoughts caitlin or um about given <laughs> yeah or just in general so i think we need to start wrapping up here it's a good season uh but my favorite anime of the season is fire emblem three houses oh yeah there's your trashy ah, romance yes. <laughs> so in keeping <laughs> um but no i am probably watching more anime this season than i have ever yeah i actually think this is a really strong season it's a crazy strong season yeah there's like yeah even though like fire force is pretty typically shown and there's two major shown to know uh one about science and one written by a woman uh fruits basket is ongoing uh fate probably has its second best adaptation ever and like what we've got grand film given yeah there's just a lot for everybody 
an Okada anime for pain. Yeah, if you want to just like break it down, like how many audiences are being served, I, I feel really like something for yeah, everyone. like two or three things for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's nice. It's a nice change from last season, which was lacking. Bad. You can say bad. There was Sarazad Mai. You know what? I'm glad that it was a bad season because I did not have time to watch a lot of anime that season. Yeah. yeah. We did that just for you. Thank you. Sure, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Peter Crunchyroll. No, no problem. Um, <laughs> well done, Mr. Roll. That's your. That was your wedding gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I didn't. I wanted it to be a surprise, so. I just canceled all the anime until this season pushed them back. <laughs> all right, that about wraps things up for us. If you liked what you heard, you can find more of us, our podcast, on SoundCloud by looking for Chatty AF, or you can find more of our stuff in print by going to animefeminist.com. If you really liked what you heard, why not toss us a dollar on Patreon? It helps us fund the website and make content happen both on the page and in your earbuds. You can also look us up. Oh, that's on patreon.com slash anime feminist. You can also look us up on social media. We're on Facebook at anime fem. We're on Tumblr at anime feminist. And we are on Twitter at anime feminist. And until next time, remember that you definitely should be watching Given. That's a given. <laughs> <laughs>